That's probably where I'm going to put the friends who like stuff tattoo. Evil twerks. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Friends Who Like Stuff Top 5. I'm John. And I'm James. And each week we'll share a new top five based on the stuff we like. This week we're listing our top five movie posters. It's art about art. And joining us to discuss said art is our dear friend who also likes stuff. Steven. Steven. We love you, Steven. What you been up to, Steven? Working and Thanksgiving in and getting ready for Christmas in. That sounds like a lot. It's a fun time of year. It's a busy time of year, but it's like the fun kind of busy until it becomes too stressful and everyone's like angry, tired. Right. Some people might say that it's the most wonderful time of the year. I still prefer summer, <laughs> but I'll give those people their opinions. Is that your, is summer your favorite season of the year? Yes. Did we, did we talked about this. I, f- I, I think we talked about this before. I think we talked about it with we Josh. Oh. Y'all did talk about it with Josh because y'all apparently all like fall yep. or winter or fall. something. Yeah. You're crazy people. I like, I, I will say I really enjoy late spring also. Which is basically summer, summer in Texas. Yeah. And early fall, yeah. which is pretty much still summer. That's so, like yeah. not extreme heat summer. Right. It hadn't gotten extreme yet. Why do you like summer? Just going outside and doing stuff until all hours of the night. And it's still daylight? Yeah. I mean, well, you could just like, I don't know. You can go do anything outside during the summer except for like snow related <laughs> things. You can do anything in the summer. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything any other time of the year. Just during the summer. Because it's miserable <laughs> outside. If it's less than 60 <laughs> degrees, it's miserable. Okay, whatever. Oh, man. You can't wear a hoodie outside. That's In something you can't do. Yeah. You can. You, get you might stroke. get heat stroke. Then it would be miserable. You, it. Well, you wouldn't know it if you got heat stroke. I think you'd just like almost die. <laughs> oh, man. So, like we said, this week we are going to be talking about movie posters james what what's so cool about a movie poster what do you mean what's so cool about a movie poster what's so what what are the reasons what's so good about i want to know if this is like a quasi-generational thing i was talking about like i feel now that's a little bit unfair because i do value a good movie poster and I think that it can convey so many things and pique my interest and make me want to at least check out the trailer of something that I didn't know about. But I feel like this is a thing that was a lot bigger all up till like the mid 90s and trailers became easily accessible. I think I think you're probably right. And I don't know if it's because trailers became easy, more easily accessible with YouTube in the 2000s, but just the movie going experience as a whole is completely different now than it used to be. It used to be an experience. It used to be an event. And now with streaming day and a lot of day and date movies, going to the movies is just a completely different animal. But when, when I was growing up and probably even more so in the generation before mine or generations before mine, 
when you went to the movie theater and you smelled that popcorn and you saw all those posters on the wall, there's just something special about it. Now I walk mm-hmm. by, like they still have posters out, like outside in the little marquee areas. And I just walk by them. It doesn't matter to me. Oh, I still, I still very much notice the movie posters at the movies. And especially when they have like, like at Tinseltown, they have those big giant banners. And then at Alamo, they'll have like the cardboard cutout standing up. Like I love that. Stuff. So the cardboard cutouts are, are completely different. Those are still out there where you notice them. I just walk by the posters. Now. And, and I think one of the reasons I walk by the posters nowadays are poster very rarely is there a great movie poster in the last what 10 15 years there there are some well and i do think i do think john makes a point well and you made the same point but about trailers becoming so much more accessible um i mean i think studios put a lot of time and effort and money into the trailer sometimes more so than the movie unfortunately and they probably just don't do that for the movie poster as much. Similarly, like there's a lot of really great box art out there too for, mm-hmm. for movies and TV shows and board games. And some of it's like trailers. It's, it can be misleading. It can be like immediately appealing, but not necessarily truly convey what the movie is going to be. Right. The best movie posters will spark curiosity without giving anything away, like a good trailer. Well, I think it gives away just enough. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you can't have a poster that, well, I guess you can't. No, you can't. I don't think you can have a good poster without giving a little bit away. Like, at least, like, some hints on what could happen in the movie. Because I think that's what piques the interest. It, it depends on what you mean by what could happen in the movie, because when when we get to uh, my number five, my first one, we, we'll discuss this a little bit more. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't know that it has to give anything away. I think it's, I mean, there there's that element of of graphic design and like how how minimal is it, how busy is it, in a good way or a bad way for both of those things. Like, there's lots of things that could be. Um, well, I'll, I'll give away one of my honorable mentions right quick Forrest Gump. If mm-hmm. I had never seen the movie before and I looked at the poster, it's just, it's just him sitting on a bench and like turning around to look at you as you're looking at the poster. If I'd never seen the movie before, that poster would do nothing for me. Having seen the movie, I love that poster. Okay. So because it, it's just like a perfect, like the movie is Forrest Gump sitting on a bench telling you stories about his life and it's perfect. It's just, it wouldn't have hooked me to see the movie by itself. Okay. So that's, that's going to be completely different than, than my number five then, because, and I'm saying this all with the benefit of hindsight. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Why don't you just go ahead and start with your number five, Steven? So we can. Okay. Sure. There. So this is one where I will say, I, it probably only gives away one tiny little detail of the movie, but for me, it's just one that is visually, I think it's a lot of fun. I will say I didn't love the movie, but it is the super bright, colorful, busy version of the Wonder Woman 1984 poster. 
it's one with all the colors and she's just standing in the middle mm-hmm. i don't know something but it's just it's just a fun superhero movie poster in my opinion i guess as far as giving it away i think she's like wearing that gold armor that she wears at the end of the movie spoiler alert but i think that's really the only even remote detail that it gives away but again just just a really fun poster especially for a movie that was kind of hit or miss okay so i i think you're probably right that that it is a good movie poster my i had an issue with it and it really has nothing to do with the poster itself but it it was the fact that wonder woman decided to jump on this period piece type movie you know the the the, oh, the yeah. 80s yeah. aesthetic that everybody was already doing. And yeah. so that just already turned me off. But in a bubble, I think that, or in a vacuum, I think that that poster probably is a pretty cool poster. Well, and I definitely didn't give myself any rules on choosing posters based on a specific criteria. It's really just posters that, I don't know, that are, are just fun to me so that's Mm -hmm. kind of what i went with great and that one fits that bill great love it so my number five this is a minimal job and like i said the best movie posters will spark curiosity without giving anything away and i don't think it gives anything away i think it does just that while being one of the most iconic movie posters ever made It is simply a black background with a single egg that has a crack with a green glow. And then below the egg are the words, in space, no one can hear you scream. Now, of course, it's it's the the poster for Ridley Scott's Alien. And the poster conveys the same kind of mystery and suspense that the movie itself does. You don't know what you're in for but you can bet it's going to make your butt pucker. The only thing that the poster gives away is that there's a creature. You don't know what's in the egg and it's in space. It's like a space ostrich. Basically. Um, but, but the poster, the poster works perfectly with the movie. Because the movie keeps that suspense going as well. You don't see the xenomorph for a good long while. And it's just a great haunted house movie in space. But but, but the poster is super iconic. And, and, and like I was saying earlier, I guess I have the benefit of hindsight. Because that movie came out before I was born. I watched the movie probably before I saw the poster. Maybe not. I don't remember which which came first. And so I can't tell you from experience if that poster would act the way it, I, I think it does. It's just what I think. I don't know. No, it's a good one. That's for sure. My number five is the first one that I really remember seeing over and over again as starting as a poster at the local two screen or maybe three screen movie theater. But then also as box cover art, just it, it's probably what I remember the most as box cover art. And this is Lord of the Rings, the two towers fellowship was my, my favorite, but Lord of the Rings, two towers is probably 
the poster that I remember the most. And I remember being so excited about it. It was, it wasn't necessarily the first PG 13 or anything that I saw, but it definitely was one of the ones that I remember going to in the movie theaters and thinking, this is awesome. And then learning that you had to wait a year for the next one. <laughs> which uh, which poster specifically? Is it the one when it's the faces and then the towers on the left side? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The the main one. Yeah. Fellowship, like I said, was my favorite movie, but the Two Towers poster for me is the most memorable. And that's just because I saw it the most. So, nice. Yep. Super cool. Yeah. It's a pretty straightforward one. Yeah. My number four is one that definitely helped increase the hype I had for this movie. It came out at a time where I did not have super easy access to movie trailers unless they just came on as like a commercial on TV or whatever. And I don't know, the poster for this one just, I don't know. It was just something I like I had never seen before, at least as a roughly sixth grader, I think. But it was for Spider-Man, the first of the Sam Raimi trilogy. So it's just Spider-Man pretty up close. Like you see his face and you see his shoulder and then you see like glass from a skyscraper. And then you see a little bit of his reflection and then you see a little bit of the reflection of the city in Spider-Man's eyes. It was just, I don't know, one of those fantastic, which I'm a huge Spider-Man fan anyway. So that's, you know, whatever. But yeah, just that poster really did a great job with me of increasing my excitement to see that movie. So it did its job for sure. I can't say that I have ever seen a trailer for that movie intentionally or anything. I just, like I said, I didn't have a ton of access to them that young. I don't think we had a computer in our house yet even. So no internet or anything like that. So it was just whatever came on TV. Um, so yeah, it, that movie even coming out was a surprise to me as a kid. So yeah, just the, the poster and then just getting to see it was, was a great time. Sweet. So growing up, there was a movie rental place that had a solid wall in the entryway. Whenever you walked in the door, just before you turned left to go into the store itself. And on that wall was a poster that was, it may have been there since the movie came out. But it was always there, and it always kind of intrigued me. It's Jack Nicholson in a black pinstripe suit, a fedora, with a cigarette who smokes surrounds the headless face of Faye Dunaway. It took me a long time to actually watch Chinatown, but I've liked that poster for a very long time. It is a work of art that I wouldn't mind having in a man cave or a movie room. And that's pretty much it. I really like that poster. Nice. That one is that one is highly praised in just the world of people rating movie posters. It's a good one. They they give it a four and a half or a five. I don't know. It, they, yeah, it's just in a lot of lists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four, the iconic, simple, Jurassic Park poster. Perfect. Mostly black. Just has the Jurassic Park logo on it. And I think it has some words like an adventure 65 million years in the making. That's it. And then at the top, it does say a Spielberg film, which is nice. 
because you know, so you knew it was especially then you knew it was going to be awesome <laughs> great love it uh, that very nearly made my list it is definitely high in my honorables the artist who created that that image of the t-rex um he he did it for the book sleeve and he went to i think the he went to the library in whatever city he lived in. I think he was from New York, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he just got a book dinosaurs and was flipping through the page, like a big thick textbook type book flipping through pages and Uh then became intrigued with an image of a skeleton and then traced that and just traced until he decided to stop and then put that on the book. And then the people who made the posters wanted to use that image. And he loved that. That's great. It's it's fantastic. Although it does have a tongue. Like it's the only fleshy part of it. <laughs> does it? I don't know if y'all ever noticed that. Yeah. I don't suppose I haven't noticed that. I'm going to have to look that up now. <laughs> but yeah. It's great. It's definitely the simplest of my list. I don't think that's a tongue. I mean, it's not as long as a tongue should be, but I don't think that. I think that's just the bottom. The, 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 that's just his jaw. The mandible. Yeah, a little bit of lower mandible in there. Have you seen the uh, the version where it's like the T Rex mouth over the Jeep? Yeah, that one's fun well, too. Yeah, that was a good one. Just like an alternate one, or maybe like a box art type thing. But but yeah, the original minimal ones pretty pretty iconic if you can find one without all of the like production note information down at the bottom even better mm-hmm. the one no, that had that too like it's Steven. Just, just the way they made them back then and so it it doesn't take away from it it's just that's how they make most of them anyway i know i think I'm that just... adds to it because it it like like puts people's names that should be on there like front and center you're entitled and to I your opinion. Like that. That's fair. Those people had nothing to do with that movie poster, but sure. But they had everything to do with the movie. They they did. You are right. All right. What's your number three, Stephen? My number three, and this one, well, yeah. So my number three, I enjoy it because it makes me giggle every time I see it. It kind of takes classic and iconic movie posters and almost kind of makes fun of it. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say what it is, I guess. It's the, the Hitman's Bodyguard. It's when Ryan Reynolds is carrying Samuel L. Jackson, or maybe it's the other way around. But either way, it's just one I, I don't know. I just think it's so funny and really kind of captures the essence of that movie. It is not a great movie, but it was pretty pretty silly. And just the just the image of that is... I don't know. It just plays on the essence of the movie because it it just kind of makes fun of other suspense bodyguard type movies. And then, yeah, it's just silly. I like it. (laughs) Nice. I I don't recall the poster, but I believe you. You can Google it right quick if you want. Uh, I could. I probably will. But I'm going to go ahead and go with my number three real quick. Friends and longtime listeners might have expected my number three to be higher on my list because of my love of A Nightmare on Elm Street. But number three, it is. Literally. It's the poster for A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. 
It is a hand uh, hand painted poster by artist Matthew Peake. You don't really get hand painted posters anymore. Very very rare. But it used to they used to do it all the time. He did the poster for the first movie. It was just probably the most well known poster of the series. Super iconic. And he knocked it out of the park so hard that he was asked to continue making them. And he did the first five movies and the soundtrack to Freddy's Dead. You can tell that they all have the same DNA. But what makes three so special is that it's actually the first of them to really show Freddy. The The first two had his glove, or at least a stylized version of his glove, but not the, the man himself. But three has his large floating head with the blades of his glove jutting out towards the viewer with some of the dream warriors balancing on the blades, ready to attack Freddy. And kind of counterintuitively, it both does and does not give away what's happening. But I, I, I love the poster. I love Matthew Peake's art. It's... At least in this context, it's m- my wife calls it creepy peepee. Why? Because she uh, wanted to rhyme. <laughs> and then after she said it, she was like, oops, <laughs> that's creepy peepee. <laughs> anyway, great poster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. My number three is one of my, I think... I can't remember if it was in one of my favorite movie lists, but it is. This is. I'm, I'm trying to describe how to, this is a movie poster that I think gave away a little bit. This is like we were talking about movie posters can give things away. I remember seeing the movie poster before I saw any sort of trailer. And it's the reason that I went to see the movie. And then the reason I went to see it two more times after that was the movie itself. But this is inception and the, the specifically the mo- the movie poster where the, it looked like the city was folded in upon itself. Right. And it, it had all the characters in there down at the bottom and they all had guns and stuff. And so, and right in the middle, it just says the dream is real. Didn't know what that meant, but it sounded really cool. And this was one of the first, like really, I don't know. I feel like after this, like since this movie has been made, and I know this wasn't the first one to do it, but since this movie has been made like that sci-fi esque, like fantasy kind of trippiness has become an archetype in itself in movies. Now, like we saw Dr. Strange. I feel like Dr. Strange did this, quite a bit with the what is it it's not the fractal realm it's like the a mirror dimension. dimension yeah the mirror dimension yeah with like that and like there there have been a couple other ones where it's it's kind of gotten trippy like that and so this is the first one that i really remember seeing that and it being like a really good movie but it intrigued me yeah okay i could talk about this movie for a while <laughs> because i like i see the the movie poster and I started thinking of like this, the score and like all that. And I just think, Oh man, what a, what a great movie. What a great movie. All right, Hans. He and then Hans. All, all throughout, like all the, the levels, 
throughout was this, it was the same song and it was just like slowed down or like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's really and neat and it's just really yeah really neat sorry I'll stop talking about Inception now just the movie poster John it doesn't have to just be a good the, movie it is a good movie poster and it made me go see the movie so yep there you go you're really not liking my statement then that I like good movie posters haven't come out in the last 15 years or so I disagree with that statement i think they're harder to find yeah i have i did say more I, I did say that they do exist they just yeah the i have one more the percentages of them that. being good is is smaller i'll give you that i feel like there's just so many more movies now mm-hmm. like there there are new mo- there are, you know 15 20 30 new movies at minimum every weekend Next episode is going to be our top five favorite movie posters of Hallmark movies. Oh. Hey, did y'all this see that Hallmark is putting the first sex scene in one of their Christmas movies? They said they're fi- people are finally ready for it and finally hungry for it. So be looking for All it. All right, Stephen, what's your number two? My number two is everything John just said. <laughs> number two by like a number two. Okay. No, my number two is I don't think it's the primary poster. I think it's an alternate, but it is a poster for the Batman, the most recent one with by Matt Reeves with Robert Pattinson. So it's the poster. It's a white background. And then in the shape of a question mark, are puzzle pieces putting together Batman's face it is one that does give away a little bit of the movie, just some of the plot in terms of like, you know, which characters are in it and things like that. But it's just one of those from a design standpoint. I think it's just really clever. Like you can also see like the Batman shape is kind of cut out of it in the negative space on his chest and then just as you go down, it becomes more puzzle PC. I don't know. It's just just a fun one and a clever one. Uh, just really enjoyed looking at that one. Fun. That is a good one. Like it. The, the Batman had a couple good movie posters too. Mm-hmm. It it yeah it had several. Like the main one where it's a close up of his face and it just says the Batman in red was really great. The the like red shaded one with his silhouette is really great. Mm-hmm. It, the, it's got it's got a bunch of really good ones. The one that's just his face, where and he's saying, "I'm the Joker." It's really, that's what that happens. one's really good. That one's the that one was really cool. It was the very first ever poster that was that was a GIF. Yeah, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. audio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. and you can print it on paper, and it and it has the motion and the audio. It's great. It's like it's fantastic technology. It's like Harry Potter come to life. So my number two, one of, if not the most famous posters ever, is the one for Fritz Lang's silent sci-fi masterpiece, Metropolis. I am a sucker for a good work of art deco. This one does it for me. A female robot in front of skyscrapers and searchlights, all in gold tones. There is something very special about it. And it that's the reason it is probably the most famous movie poster ever at least the most put on put up on the wall by college like so if i didn't feel like it was too cliche i would probably have it on my wall but the hipster in me just can't do it 
but I do appreciate it when I see it. It's also the inspiration for the portrait of the Taskmaster in the most recent series, which is excellent, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet. But Metropolis, not much really needs to be said about it. Neat. You know, I don't even know what it's about. It's a Superman origin story that doesn't have Superman in it. Oh, that sounds awful. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I'm just kidding. It doesn't sound awful. I don't really know where to go. So you're number two? From there. Yeah, I guess I'll just go right into my number two. My number two uh, is a movie poster that I saw after the movie. And so it, it probably adds to how much I like this movie poster. It is it is a Spider-Man as well, Steven. However, it's one of the different ones than the Raimi trilogy. It is the animated Into the Spider-Verse movie with Miles Morales. And this one in particular is has Spider-Man, Miles Morales, the correct orientation in the frame. However, you see above is the city skylight skyline and like in uh, above him and so he's actually falling into the city face first and it's just really cool and he's got the super sick jays on the ones uh john i think you had the poster upside down when you were looking at it yeah i don't think that's right james you need to see it it says only on the big screen christmas and spider-man is underneath him like this into the spider verse he's going like he's facing like he's facing the correct way but then you see at the top of the screen is the the city exactly that's why i know it's, that you had it upside down no the, the the words spider-man also upside down anyway it is an animated classic it was an instant classic whenever it came out and this poster is sick and I love how it's almost exactly like the scene in the movie where he yeah, kind of has is, his, his like big moment. It is pretty much a frame from the movie. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Is the movie also it's upside amazing. down? James, you like this that's movie a, too. I love this movie. That's another movie that has a bunch of fun alternates. I, I think the one you're talking about, John, is probably the best one. But there's there's a bunch of fun alternate ones to that. My number one, my number one, is actually three movies. Posters continually play on each other, and it just gets better every time. And it's the Back to the Future trilogy. So you have the first one where Marty is behind, or sort of on the like the rear quarter panel of the DeLorean, and he's like looking at his watch, and he's like holding his head. And then Back to the Future 2 has, has Doc right behind him. And then Back to the Future 3 has Doc's girlfriend from the 1885. I don't remember her name. Mary Steenburgen. Sure. And yeah, they just it's just fun. They just kind of play on each other and it just continually adds. And it's, it's just super fun. I enjoy it a lot. Hi, number one. Speaking of Art Deco... My top movie poster is for a movie that came out when I was a child. This is the only movie on the list that came out at a time that I could actually go and see it when it came out. The only other movie that came out after I was alive is Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And 
there was no way that I was going to be able to see that when I was five. But The Rocketeer has several amazing movie posters. But my number one specifically is the teaser poster with the gray tones kind of verging on cubism with the only real color coming from the suit. It's like the red just pops and the gold helmet just looks awesome. And for a static image, it sure moves fast. It is an incredible work of art that I actually do wish I had on my wall right now. Have you seen the the Disney Plus series yet? I have not. It's like a little kid show. That's fun. Yeah. I didn't even know that's what it was. I just thought it happened to have the same name until Finn started watching it. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, this is literally like she finds the jetpack and gets a helmet made. And it, it is it is like the thing. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Bring it home, John. All right. My number one is a classic. It is... I, I mean, going back to what James said, there were so many iconic posters made, especially before the early 2000s, whenever, you know, CGI became a big thing and, or like easily animating things digitally and making them look really awesome as far as like the, the visual effects of it. But there's just something about those old posters that you know someone put hours and hours and hours into the work to make it look good. And this was the first big blockbuster movie. And I think that it's fitting that it is my number one movie poster. This is Jaws. Specific, I mean, there, there aren't that many variations of this one. All of them have to do with basically the same shark like even the variations if you look at like the shark teeth and stuff within that shark what oh i was was pretending to be the shark oh yeah okay i thought you were holding up a three like there were three variations or something sorry but even like if you look at the shark within the variations it's the same shark uh maybe a slightly different angle but like they use the same teeth structure and everything for the shark so really cool but it's just swimming and you know it's swimming from the depths up to eat that girl that's swimming on the surface. And that's that's the great part about this movie is how relatively simplistic it is. Mm-hmm. I would wager that the Jaws poster is just behind, if not fairly even, with Metropolis as far as iconic posters go. Just fantastic. It is one that absolutely makes you like you feel that movie just looking at the poster. It's impressive. You, you get the terror. Mm. So yeah, that's it. That's my number one. That's a great number one. Honorable mentions. So many honorable. Keep mentions. it brief, James. Keep it brief. Okay, I'll I'll just. <laughs> Steven, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I already mentioned one, Forrest Gump. Again, it's just simple him on a bench looking back at you as if he's having a conversation because that's what the whole movie is. 
Sorry, I had to clear my throat a little bit there. Another one, this is a movie that I absolutely have not seen and probably will never see, but the poster for it I think is fantastic. It's the 1933 King Kong movie. It's another one kind of like Jaws where you really just feel the movie. Like you've got King Kong. He's got the damsel in distress. He's like wrecking planes. He's up on a giant skyscraper. It's it's a really fun one. It's also super vintage, retro, classic, whatever you want to call it. So that one is a lot of fun. And then also my last one here. Well, I, I would have said a lot of the different ones on John and James's list as well. They're fantastic posters. But the last one that I listed as an honorable mention is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poster when it's all four of them kind of popping up it's from underneath sewer. the manhole cover in the middle of the city. It's It's pretty minimal from a seeing the characters standpoint. You just get their their masks which is fantastic and then like the whole rest of the poster like that's pretty small but it is front and center and the whole rest of the poster is just new york city so it it keeps the while the imagery is like photorealism it's still a pretty minimal poster in in what it's doing and again very playful a lot of fun nostalgia factor in there too but yeah i really like it nice as a horror fan there there are several posters that are that are really great halloween where it's the the chef's knife that becomes a jack-o'-lantern the thing that's a good one you you have no idea what what's happening uh, in that one but it's great both silence of the lambs and scream kind of have that same vibe to them just a close-up face in terror silence of the lambs has that moth on the mouth. It's great. I love Clue. Amadeus is great. Gotta love E.T. Nice. Did y'all ever have any posters hanging up? I, I did. I had... Yeah, I had a couple. I had a Jackie Chan Rumble in the Bronx poster. Nice. Uh, it was one of the double-sided where one side was the the actual movie poster itself where he's just large front and center in a fighting stance with the city kind of behind him. And then on the back of it, it was him like in mid kick and it said anatomy of an action star or something. And it was just like pointing to different areas of his body and saying stuff about it. Like where his ankle that he broke, how fast his hands are, stuff like that. This is really pretty cool. And so that was the side that I kept out. I had a I had a few others that I don't remember, but that's the one that I just really remember. I had a, a couple, and these were my honorable mentions as well, just because I I had them and knew them so well. But I had Thor, the the original movie. I had Buried with Ryan Reynolds. That was a pretty neat poster. It was just like him in his little coffin thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like dark all the way up. Yeah. It was pretty neat. And I had Deathly Hallows Part 2, and where it all ends. And then I had Ant-Man. And I got all those from a friend who worked at Cinemark, which was pretty neat. I don't know if y'all have ever had like the theatrical poster from the theater. The back is like a mirrored, like it's like the, like if you were looking the, at the back of a poster and they do that so that you can line it up, everything upright, I guess. 
like the back of a poster is in like everything like you're looking at it and it's like right no i get what you're saying so like i and i think it's so that they can line every see how it lines up behind the thing whenever they're putting it in or something i don't know i haven't figured it out that was just a guess they may do everything from the outside of the theater i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know either but it was kind of neat and they were big so that was pretty neat there you go i think my my rumble in the bronx one it wasn't a theater poster it was one that was given to like a rental store i'm trying i can't, I can't remember what the other because i had i had several from the rental place and that's the only one that i can remember did they just give it to you yeah you asked yeah. for it they knew you so well i mean what was your what was your video local video rental store called so in Dimmit, it was Movie Magic. In Tohoka, it was Jolly Time. Nice. Mine was, we had either went to Blockbuster or we went to Mom and Pops. It was literally called Mom and Pops. <laughs> nice. Mom and Pops Movie Rental. And they never got anything new. They just had what they had. There you go. Which was fine. It was just fine. All right, let's bring this thing home, James. So you usually say to me. Thanks for joining us, Stephen. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was. I'm glad we talked about something so visual on a podcast. It's great radio. You know what? We People, I guarantee, are going to be looking up these posters, and they, as well they should. Well, some of them they don't need to look up because they can just see it in their heads the moment that I talk about them. Yep. Maybe James. I can no one, smell it the way no James one talks has about watched it. Metropolis. I, no one has ever seen it. I have. I have watched Metropolis. In fact, some of our friends here in town, Scott and Amy Ferris, they're a couple of local musicians who are amazing, super talented. Scott runs. That's true. Scott runs a studio here in town, Amusement Park Studios, and uh, they rescored Metropolis and. Gave it gave it a rock feel, and one of the numbers was a dubstep, and so it wasn't all rock. And so they they had a DJ and some live vocalists and a small pit orchestra, and I got to sing in it and play some percussion, and it was really cool. They called it Metropolis Electro, and they did it in uh, one of the art houses in town. It was it was super super cool. That's the only time I ever watched Metropolis. I, I haven't watched it with its original sound, the the original music. It was it was a really neat experience. That actually is pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty neat. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Friends Who Like Stuff. Thanks for listening to us talk about our favorite movie posters. As always, let us know what your favorites are. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, and you can also email us at fwlspod at gmail.com. And you can also watch us every Thursday evening on Twitch. Just look up Friends Who Like Stuff, and that's where we are. Join us next time as we dive into a new list with another friend or two. And until then, keep exploring and enjoying the stuff you're passionate about. Thanks for being a friend who likes stuff. Bye!
Otherwise, I have to get a piercing because it's immortalized on the internet.